It's Friday, baby. We made it. Hockey's back, and everything around the NHL is starting to pop. That means we've got it covered for you on the Friday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Owen Power, injuries to Arvidsson and Taylor Hall, and what is going on with the Edmonton Oilers? We'll break it all down for you. Let's get this paper. You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab to your source for fantasy hockey news and daily breakdowns on the betting board in the NHL realm, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my distinguished co-host, Mr. Steele Roden. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, here for another fire episode, everybody, of what you need to know from around the world of NHL and fantasy hockey. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Steel, I can't do this show without you, brother. That's what Thursday's episode for sure proved to me. My voice <laughs> went on me. I was trying to run the ones and twos. It was a bit of a disaster. Thank you for joining me once again. I seriously need you here every single day. That's number one. I got to show you that love. Owen Powers extension. Some interesting numbers here to be had. I want to talk about yeah. the comparison to Jake Sanderson's contract very mm -hmm. quickly. What is going on out West? That Canucks Oilers game was an interesting mm -hmm. one. Few different angles to break down here. Brock Besser. What's going on with the goalies in Edmonton and also Connor Garland being shopped. I want to pick your brain on that, but there's also some injuries that we got to get to. Victor Arvidsson banged up. Taylor Hall takes a hit from Brandon Carlo. He's banged up. We'll talk about that and what that might mean for waiver wire. Monday's episode, your turn, my friend, right over to you. Like I like to do <laughs> Owen power. What's your takeaway on this situation for a player that really does seem to be right on the cusp of something special. Look, it's the same conditions of what went on in Ottawa with the Jake Sanderson signing. Only one year, on, uh, only one year in the NHL under his belt, and he gets a major contract, eight years, sixty-four million. You know, very similar contracts between Owen Power and Jake Sanderson. Owen Power mm -hmm. signs for seven years, fifty-eight point four five million dollar contract. Again, they had very similar seasons last year. Their first full NHL year, seventy-six plus games played between two of them. 30 plus points, 130 plus shots. Like their stats were eerily similar uh, mm. in their first full NHL season. Uh, a fifth overall draft pick in 2021, Jake Sanderson, a first overall draft pick in 2021, or sorry, 2020 for uh, Jake Sanderson, 2021 for, uh, first overall pick there for Owen Power and the Buffalo Sabres. Both GMs and both the organizations are just making smart moves right now by locking mm. these two young defensemen up early. Yeah. Again, I understand. Uh, the other side of things of how you know people will say it's too early for this contract but when you draft players of this caliber caliber mm -hmm. you've scouted them you've done your research you know what type of player they are you know what type of player you're hoping they can be and if you can lock them up early that is what needs to be done and Kevin Adams and the Sabres entire organization has been on a roll over the last three years since Fact. he's taken over as GM a phenomenal Fact. job of drafting developing and most importantly again locking up his mm -hmm. players for long term. One of the key things that Adams has talked about is identifying your core group. And he's he's successfully done that 
with signing five major players all the way through 2030. You know, they have a few more players on entry-level contracts like Zach Benson, Peyton Krebs, uh, Jack Quinn, Devin Levi being one of them. And that to me is where this conversation from Owen Powers, these young guys really turns is they've solidified, they've identified their Mm -hmm. core group. They fit in those depth players to fill in those holes and find those chemistry for their superstars. And now with Devin Levi, hopefully his game makes it clear early on that he is the future in the blue paint in the clear number one for the Sabres moving forward. And now Kevin Adams just has to sit back and hope all of his hard work of shaping and building this team pays off because he's got the players under contract. He's got the depth players. He brought in a few veteran moves as uh, veteran players as well. It's really just hoping that all of these players that he's drafted and now long-term signed and, you know, everyone, you know, still at a young age that they're going to develop properly. They're going to become who they, who they believe they are going to be and and get the job done uh, sooner rather than later. Darlene power, Matthias Samuelson, all locked up through 2030. I also made the flub on the other episode when we were talking about these very same Sabres after the Darlene signing, I didn't give love to first overall draft choice, Eric Johnson steal. So this team actually has three number one overall draft picks on the blue line. And I know Eric Johnson's not something, someone we're going (laughs) to talk about on this show, but what's interesting is you mentioned all the signings, you mentioned all the money that Adams has thrown around. They still project to have almost $25 million in, cap space next summer so this team is not only headed in the right direction on the ice in terms of the product in terms of the results in terms of obviously the offensive output but it's Mm -hmm. also headed the right direction in terms of how it's being built from the ground up salary wise and otherwise this kid though steal last year 35 points in 79 games really good underlying Mm -hmm. offensive metrics only 27 hits for a guy that's six foot six i hope that he comes into his frame a little bit more he's 220 pounds i had like to see him add a few lbs in the gym and really establish himself just like his teammate rasmus dalin has done over the last couple of seasons with the physicality we know what he was able to do in two years at michigan offensively yeah i want to see this kid bring the body he's a big lad steal i know you and i haven't met in person still but you know i'm a big boy at six foot seven and if i was playing in the nhl and i was 220 pounds and owen power i'd be throwing my body around a lot more than 27 times last year but he's young he's coming and he's locked up now maybe it was a little early i like that point you made but i don't think so for what the ceiling is projected to be and also let's be very honest what's happening in buffalo right now we love Let's talk about these injuries, though. Where do you want to start? Taylor Hall or Victor Arvidsson? Because both might not exactly jump off the page. Yeah. And I don't have the rostered percentages up. I can pull those up in a very quick second. But both of these guys are fantasy relevant, and both of them are probably now you're going to have to head to the waiver wire on Monday because it sounds like they're both going to be out at least a week or two. Yeah, let's start off with Taylor Hall, T- Taylor Hall and the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, uh, out week to week right now, he got injured in the game against the Boston Bruins. It seems like there might be some some turmoil from when he got traded last season uh, or, you know, traded in the offseason. So not sure what was going on there, but, you know, a very aggressive step up from Brandon Carlo. It looked like it could have been interference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, it's an upper body injury. To me, it looks more like concussion it looked like he got a little bit of the shoulder a little bit of the elbow on the head and and, you know again it was to no one's fault taylor hall was sort of a lower than usual or lower than you would expect when you're going for a body check nonetheless it looked like interference it's going to be tough without taylor Mm -hmm. hall obviously as Connor bedard and and him and and ryan donato 
mm. really tried to find their chemistry. They're only two games in the season. They win their season, uh, their season opener on the road against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They lose three right. one to the Boston Bruins. Not a bad game. They played game. pretty well against Boston. They, as yeah, well. they did play pretty well. Uh, you know, again, Linus Allmark stepped up and yeah. was playing really solid in, in the blue pin as well. But it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, again, we've talked about this. Connor Bedard is able to elevate whoever he plays He's with. So it real really good, doesn't too. matter. But you would like to have Taylor Hall there, of course. I agree. Because the season just started. You're still finding the chemistry. And again, if you have Taylor Hall on your fantasy team, mm. that's going to suck real bad for the next uh, couple of weeks or at least a, at least a week. Uh, but what the big surprise for me has been has been Ryan Donato. The play of Ryan Donato has yeah. been really good so far. Again, yep. short sample size, but two points, goal and an assist, seven shots in two games, He's 18 good. and a half minutes of ice time, which is like four, four and a half minutes more than what he typically has gone. Really good his sign. Entire NH- NHL career. And he's looked really good with Bedard so far. Yeah. So without Taylor Hall, Donato stepping up and, and whoever gets placed on that left wing side, whether it's Tyler Johnson, maybe mm-hmm. Lucas Reichel gets a move up there for a little bit. Who knows? But Whoever's going to fill that spot, keep an eye out them on the waiver wire. Try to pick them up. Taylor Hall rostered at 50% in Yahoo leagues, obviously yeah. dropping somewhat. I think I saw this a little higher earlier today, and that makes sense. Gone are the days of him being a very elite fantasy piece, but just the connection with Bedard. A lot of people talking about Donato and his good start. We had to just come on here and highlight this situation because maybe Donato gets a little bit more love, more minutes. Even. Yeah. Someone is going to maybe move up that lineup. This is the situations that you have to really keep your eyes on, much like the Victor Arvidsson injury, which we'll talk about right after the break. And there's a lot to talk about out West. Canucks, Garland, Edmonton, goalies, and of course, Friday's big time bets, baby. But today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get 20 bucks off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four majors four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. Make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us over on Twitter, as well as on, in the comments on the YouTube channel. Thank oh, yeah. you so much for tuning in Monday through Friday. Continuing on the topic and the conversation of injuries, this one is pretty big to the LA Kings lineup. Victor yeah. Arvidsson is out long-term, moved to the LTIR, and I know – for you and I, we both really like this player. We talk yes. about him, it seems like, at least once a month on the yeah. waiver wire because he just always seems to be out there. Waiver uh, wire darling. Waiver wire darling indeed. But I want your take on this and how yeah. it's going to affect the LA Kings, uh, you, you know, again, moving forward. They've only they've only played one game and against the Colorado Avalanche. Appreciate that. Number one, Cam Talbot did not look good. <laughs> I know that overall the team around him wasn't solid, but I think you and I were both a little wary of what that Cam Talbot-Phoenix uh, Copley tandem was going to turn out to be, Steel. I know it's only one game, but that was one of my takeaways. Against Colorado, too. So. Uh, and I know, I know, one game, but that was my first takeaway. But anyway... 
Victor Arvidsson rostered in 73% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah. When I looked into his numbers, steel, he's also just been such a very like consistent all around, yeah. right around 45, 55 points most of his career. He scrapes that 60 point plateau, brings some blocks. Yeah, the hits aren't there, but he really is a solid all around player. And more importantly, and I think this is to your point about let me get all around to how this affects the Kings. That chemistry that he's formed on the third line with Trevor Moore and yeah. Philip Deneau, it's maybe not been their most offensively potent line steal. We know up front where the you know Adrian Kempes of the world lie, but it's probably been their most consistent and all-around effective. And I think yeah. if the goaltending gets off to a slow start, Arvidsson now, let me bring this up. I was just looking at it. Going on LTIR, he has to miss a minimum of 10 games or 24 yeah. days. So that means the earliest he can come back is November 4th. So this is a significant chunk of time. And if 77% of GMs are out there missing this guy, he's going to affect the King's success. And you're going to have to get a little creative early on because he also has that dual eligibility. So you may have been fluctuating him in your lineup or looking to. Yeah, and he's already dropped 8% on ESPN Fantasy Hockey Leagues as well. So he's down to below 50%, I believe it is. So it's already it's already affecting people's fantasy teams. Again, if you don't have an extra IR spot or they're all taken, you might have to drop this player for the time being. Because like Flip said, he is out for a minimum 10 games since being moved to the LTIR. And like you said, my first note here on, on my Word doc, been probably the most consistent player for the LA Kings since joining the club in yeah. 2021. Been one of their better players almost every night. Uh, great back-to-back -back seasons, 59 points last year, 49 points the year before that, and just did a phenomenal job on the power play last year as well. 10 power play goals and 15 yep. power play assists. Uh, he, he does, his, the peripheral stats are obviously decent, but you get most of them in the shots category, over 200 plus shots the last two seasons. And he's done it four times throughout his career. So it is going to hurt the LA Kings because of the chemistry that Trevor Moore and Philip Deneau, like you said, they've done over the last couple of seasons. And again, if you don't have an IR spot, most likely going to have to move on for Victor Arvins for the time being, or mm -hmm. you can just keep him on the bench, but it's probably going to hurt your week to week matchups. I am just so jazzed up steel watching hockey the last couple of nights. So, so awesome to have hockey back just in time. The leaves are falling. It's getting a <laughs> little chilly out there. It's honestly, it's hockey season. And you know, it's just a great time for sports fans all around. We got hoops coming back. We got baseball in the postseason. NFL week six. I'm just mm -hmm. pumped up all around. But when I look at this overall, the first couple of games, and I kind of just wanted to bring it back to Bedard very quickly. You can feel the new generation of the NHL. It's here now. It's arrived. It's now the Connor McDavid's, the Connor Bedard's yeah. of the world. It's Kale McCarr's league. It's these young guns that are going to be the face of the league. And this is not exactly a fantasy point, but just one that I've been thinking about over the last couple of days. And I'll say this. I think the league is in really, really good hands. And I know it's two games for Connor Bedard, but I feel like an idiot for saying Adam Fantilli is going to have more points than this kid. I know Fantilli hasn't gotten his shot to prove us yet, but I think you and I can both agree. Big Flip's bold prediction number two. Don't think that one's coming to my fruition because Connor Bedard is already looking <laughs> like he's worth the price of admission and then some. Yeah, that one was a very spicy yeah. take on your yeah. behalf. But, you know, the much. league, the NHL, they are in good hands with all these young players. I also think the Vancouver Canucks might be in good hands now that Brock Besser is full back and fully healthy. Oh, uh, what an absolute segue. game it was It was between the Vancouver Canucks and Edmonton Oilers. Like, I don't think the Edmonton Oilers could have come out uh, more flat-footed as well as Vancouver just came out with pure aggression, just all yeah. over the ice, dominating 
from end to end, zone to zone. Let's start off with Brock Besser, though. What an absolute uh, debut or NHL season opener for him. It was for a lot of players out there. Austin Matthews had a hat trick. Brock Besser Ooh. had four goals. Yeah. A lot of points from the Vancouver Canucks in an 8-1 game. Brock Besser, four goals, eight shots, and one power play goal. JT Miller also had a goal and three assists. Elias Pedersen had a goal and three assists. Yeah. Quinn Hughes had three assists. You know they're going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a guy that we have slept on. We haven't mm-hmm. really talked about him as much. You know, we talked sure. about him a little bit last year. Obviously, yeah. one of those guys that could have been traded to Minnesota, potentially go back home or, or you know, just could be time for him to get on a move. He's 26 years old. The struggles, uh, you know, personally in his life, as well as with health injuries. It just didn't know yep. if it was going to happen. What an absolute first game of the season for Brock Besser and a lot of his teammates as well. Four goals on yeah. eight shots. Just Eight shots. Done. Yeah. Eight shots. Honestly, Steele, let me get a little quick here on you with the run back on Brock Besser because he finished second in Calder voting his first year in the league. Yeah. Blowing the doors off of people with 55 points in 62 games and follows that up with 56 in 69 games. And I can remember watching this player very closely when I did work at the score at the time. And he was on pace and on a trajectory to really. And by the way, if you're not on YouTube, make sure you're on there and smashing the subscribe button. Steel's got the new fire graphics out there. We're going to be working in these new graphics into every single episode. So make sure you check us out on YouTube. But Brock Besser had that elite release steal. He had an elite shot. He had it all going on and then getting a little bit banged up. And I think the off-ice issues obviously played into it. It really looked like he lost his mojo. So maybe this is a reset. You and I were both saying that we thought maybe he needed a change of scenery like you alluded to there as that reset. But it looks like maybe he's done it himself. And I know it's one game. But you and I talk a lot about two categories really being indicative of confidence in a player and the coach and bench confidence in a player and that shots on goal and time on ice and I know it's one game but almost 19 minutes in ice time and eight shots on net I think he had something like 11 attempts those are really really good indications for are we ready to say this guy's back on pace at almost a point per game player I don't know but it's a really really good sign and also great for Vancouver Great sign for Vancouver to get him going as well as, again, just a great start overall. Thatcher Demko battling the flu in game one as puked well. Puked in his mask. Did uh, you read that? Puked in. Yeah, puked yeah. in his mask. But he still didn't want to come out of the crease. He stud. wanted to get in there because he was doing what an absolute stud. We're going to get to the Edmonton Oilers goaltenders after the break as well as with big time bets. But let's quickly finish off with Connor Garland. I know you want to talk about this a little bit about yeah. his, you know, his agent already going out there looking for some trade requests. And what's interesting, Steele, is, you know, and here's the quote for the people who aren't on YouTube. There's a word this afternoon, and this is from Elliot Friedman, that Vancouver granted Connor Garland permission to talk to other teams about a potential trade. There is obviously the tight cap situation to see if there is a better fit around the league. For a guy in Garland, you know, 17 goals, 29 assists last year, Steele, he's one of those guys that gets a little streaky. He doesn't necessarily bring that consistent offensive value, but he can get hot at times, and I think he's proven that he can score at the NHL level. Maybe his all-around game leaves a little bit to be desired. But what's also interesting, and I read this the other day, he just recently switched representation. So he has a new agent, and the name is drawing a blank, but the basic point is the agent that represents him now represents some very big names in the NHL that just secured their money, Austin Matthews being one of them. So Connor Garland is here to get paid. I just don't know by who. 
Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, at very at the very beginning of when Vancouver made that trade with Arizona for Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland, it looked like a good trade. It looked like a good signing afterwards, but look what happened. They mm. buy out Oliver Ekman Larson with four years left on his contract. And Connor Garland just hasn't really panned out as well the same way. And I understand that, you know, like overall his stats aren't bad. Uh, 46 points last year in 81 games. 52 yeah. points in 77 the year before that he's still he's not hitting the 20 20 goal plateau that we or vancouver would expect him to hit yeah. and it's honestly just it it's it's not the best contract it's not the worst he's making just under five million per year but seems a little again, high just seems a little high points aren't bad production's not terrible but you expect mm. a little bit more out of him from making that trade and it's really just hurt them with the cap situation as well so if he continues to play like he did in game one, I know he only had one goal, but he hey. was all over the ice. He was yeah. really into it. Uh, and he's he ready really to get out of there. there. Yeah. So he's, he, he's got to play his best. He's got to put on a yeah. show if he wants to trade out of yeah. there, but yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Vancouver, see how they bounce back. Great game one uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. We'll talk quickly about the goalies and then we'll move on to big time bets. But this episode is also brought to you by sleeper. The NHL season is finally here, and you know we got you covered here on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I absolutely love the NHL. So does Flip, and I know you do too. That's why I want to tell you about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL network, network, and it's my go-to for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy and fans can also play Daily Fantasy, NFL, NBA, MLB, CFB on Sleeper. The NHL has never been more exciting uh, exciting than it is now with studs like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, and Kale McCarr at your fingertips. And just pick, more, just pick more or less on stats for these stars, on stats like goals, assists, save, plus, minus, and many more options. You heard me, fantasy hockey fans, 100-time payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of, of use for details. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Continue to hit that subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. Flip and I appreciate all that love and support. Yes, what we don't appreciate, though, Whoa. is the brutal start for the Edmonton Oilers in the crease. Flip was just talking about this on the solo episode the other day. Yeah. But an 8-1 blowout for the blowout. Vancouver Canucks against the Edmonton Oilers. Mm. Jack Campbell lets in, what, four goals? And four. Uh, Skinner and four as well. Stuart Skinner with four goals against in relief for Jack Campbell. What do you think goes on from here? Obviously, mm. Skinner's got to come into the game. He's not warmed up. They're already getting dominated. Vancouver's yeah. pushing them around. Yeah, I think they got to go with Jack uh, with uh, with Stuart Skinner. Jack Campbell is just consistently inconsistent. Yeah, so he he can't be the starter. Like you said, he's never been a true number one starter uh, throughout his NHL career. He probably shouldn't be. I think mm. they got to give the reins over to Stuart yeah. Skinner after that uh, first game. 
How interesting is this deal? Not only did I, you know, record the episode yesterday ahead of that debacle, and it just seemed very curious that they were going with Jack Campbell in game one at first glance. I know what happened. That's now happened. Makes sense that we're talking this angle, but I actually did kind of understand why they wanted to run out Campbell first. Five million a year, five million a year. And I think it makes a lot more sense, like for the kid's psyche in terms of Stuart Skinner that you let him come in after giving Campbell a shot, let him get fired up, let him think he needs to earn this spot. And now all of a sudden, you know, instead of going the other way, you know what I'm saying? Starting with Skinner and then having him play bad and pulling him, all of us buying into Stuart Skinner as the number one, which I still think he is. I would just say this, not only how, how Edmonton Oilers is it for this to happen in game one and for both goalies to allow four goals. That's number one. That's hilarious. Number two is how Edmonton Oilers is this situation. Everybody (laughs) coming into the league talking about Edmonton as a real cup threat, which I still think they are. This is one game. Let's not get crazy here. But this might spiral out of control on them very quickly if they keep allowing crooked number goal steal and they get off to a slow start. We know the sky can fall in Toronto and the media gets ravenous. Same can happen in Edmonton. It's just also this deal. They only scored one goal, right? I know eight goals is ugly. You got Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. You bring in Connor Brown. Everyone's excited for that. To only score one goal is also just shows me a little bit that this team wasn't ready. Vancouver was hungry, and they took it to them all night long. Yeah, they they clearly did not bring their A game uh, uh, against the Vancouver Canucks, but Flip is bringing his A game hey. for big time bets because he's Woo. absolutely crushing it right now. Five one and zero record, two zero and zero lock of the night record as well. So I'm going to hey. let you start us off because okay. you are on an absolute roll to begin the season. Okay. What are your three picks for tonight? I'm starting with the Arizona Coyotes, New Jersey Devils game. There's only two games on tap yep. here, so I have obviously a pick from both games. But I'm going to start with this Devs game. I wanted to go to the over. Devils are on the second half of a back-to-back. Arizona, the last two games that they played each other, over the number, my voice again, Steel, holy, (laughs) over the number 5-4 was the last game. But I also looked into this a little bit. And yeah, New Jersey has the last 10 records, 7-3-0. But a lot of those games were one-goal games, including the last time they played last season, 5-4 New Jersey. Arizona's on the rise. I think they're going to be fired up to play against New Jersey, a really, really good team getting some cup love. This one, obviously, New Jersey is favored for good reason, but I'm going on the puck line here, Steele. Coyotes, plus one and a half to keep this bad boy close at a really good minus minus 110 odd. Holy crap, here we go. <laughs> Second time around there, Flip. It's all here, good. It's all good. Here we go. I like that pick a lot. I thought you were going to pick the over, but that's what I've got for my lock of the night. I'll just blurt it out right now. Coyotes, go. Devils, over six like and a half at minus 108 is yep. my lock of the night. I've got a... I've got a flip triple dip here Boom, uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils, Arizona Coyotes game. So that's my lock of the night over six and a half minus one Oh eight. I've got two player props though. And they come Ooh. from the same line. Jack Hughes, anytime assist. I Ooh, think he's going to absolutely like put on a dominant performance, Me setting too. up his teammates, getting that cre- that chemistry going nice and early for the New Jersey Devils. And I think he's going to pass to Tyler to Foley for an anytime goal, whether it's on the power player Ooh. five on five, I like both those players on the top line. I like both of those player props. You get, uh, you know, the odds aren't right, aren't out right now. They're fluctuating, but they should be pretty juicy 
uh, for, for the first game for the uh, Arizona Coyotes and New Jersey Devils. So is this a classic triple dip? You're betting them all singularly, or are you going to do a little same-game parlay again? A little both. A little action Ooh. on both. Single and same-game okay. parlay just to okay. get some flows going. Little Friday night picante. Okay, <laughs> Steele. Last two picks. Pittsburgh at Washington, number one. Yeah. If you're not tuned and tapped into this Friday night beauty, it might be one of the last times that you're going to get to see Ovi and Sid go toe-to-toe. You don't know what happens with injuries. You really never know what the rest of the season will hold. And with the NHL clawing back interdivision matchups, like the Leafs only play at home against the Montreal Canadiens steal this year. That was it to open the season. No more times Montreal comes to Toronto all year. So when it comes to, you know, we just spoke about it in the last segment, this changing of the guard. This might be one of your last times to tune and tap in. Anyway, not going to cry yet. Pittsburgh at Washington, eight of the last 10 meetings between these two teams over the total. I think they both ball out tonight. Pittsburgh needs to bounce back. Washington, the home opener, they're going to be jazzed up. I think this one goes over the total in a hurry. So give me the over at minus 108 and my lock of the night. You know when I talk about the Pittsburgh (laughs) Penguins steal where I'm headed. Oh, yeah, here it is. Sidney Crosby's career against the Washington Capitals. He has the fourth most points in his career against any team. 86 points in 67 games, including 58 assists. Give me the Sidney Crosby anytime assist as my lock of the night. The odds are up and down, but go ahead and get yourself the best one. I knew it was going to make it to the big time bets episode. Eventually, surprised you didn't have that for the uh, season opener against the Chicago Blackhawks. He scored. He scored. Yeah, he scored. He didn't get the apple, but he probably will against the Washington Capitals because that's what he does. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find our episodes. And thank you again so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Have a great weekend out there. Good luck with all your bets tonight, and we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.